The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Praise God for Mondays and a chance to start fresh. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Monday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. John of Capistrano. Born in Italy in 1385, King Ladislas of Naples appointed him governor of Perugia. During a war with a neighboring town, he was betrayed and imprisoned but upon his release, he entered the Franciscan community at Perugia. The year was 1416. John began his brilliant preaching apostolate with a deacon in 1420. After his ordination, he traveled throughout Italy, Germany, Bohemia, Austria, Hungary, Poland, and Russia, preaching penance and establishing numerous communities of Franciscan renewal. When Mohammed II was threatening Vienna and Rome, St. John at the age of 70, was commissioned by Pope Callistus III to preach and lead a crusade against the invading Turks in 1456. Three months later, he died. He is the patron of jurists and the namesake of a mission and city in California. St. John of Capistrano, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the Church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, in today's Gospel, you tell us a parable, a parable about the foolish rich man. We actually don't find out that he's foolish until pretty much the end of the parable, but we'll get there. So there's this rich man, and he has lots of land, and the land produces a plentiful harvest. Gosh, to begin with, he doesn't sound so foolish. He sounds actually like a pretty lucky guy, like the kind of guy we might like to be. He's rich, he has lots of land, he has a bountiful harvest, he's going to be even richer than he already is. And then we find out that he has a problem, that his storehouses are already full and he doesn't know what to do with his bountiful harvest. That's like having a first world problem. 
He has so much food from last year's harvest, he doesn't know what to do with this year's harvest. Tough life, right? Well, Jesus, how do you continue on with this parable? You say that the rich man decides to tear down the barns that he has now and build even bigger ones in order to fit all of the produce, the produce that's already stored up from previous harvests and also the produce from this year's bountiful harvest. So far, once again, the guy that you're telling us about doesn't sound so foolish. He actually sounds pretty blessed, like a man who has worked hard to build up a, who has amassed a good amount of wealth. He has managed it well, and, and things are just getting better and better for him. But then, your parable takes a little plot twist. Once the man builds up his super large barns, he says to himself, he speaks to his own soul. He says, soul, you have ample goods stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. And that is the moment when God says to this man in the parable, fool, you will die tonight. And once you're dead, what's going to happen to all your possessions? This man worked for years amassing a large amount of wealth just so that he could stop all of his hard work, do nothing, and live off the fat. Well, Jesus, I guess now we see a little bit more why he was foolish. He was foolish because he was living just to achieve leisure. He was working just to be able to get to a point where he wouldn't have to work anymore, where he could live lazily, leisurely. And in the end, he died even before he could enjoy any of those goods that he had amassed over his life. Yep, I guess he was pretty foolish. You finish the parable like this. Thus will it be for the one who stores up treasures for himself, but is not rich in what matters to God. Dear Jesus, it seems like you're explaining the parable, the point of the parable. This man stored up treasures for himself. What did he need so many storehouses for? Just so he could live lazily without working another day in his life? Sounds kind of selfish. Why hadn't he shared his goods with other people? Other people who are hungry. Other people whose harvests were not as blessed. Why could not he have been rich in what matters to God? Lord, that's where the gospel of today's Mass ends. But really, it seems that Luke, in his gospel, really isn't done. He continues on on the same topic in the rest of chapter 12. And I think it's worth talking with you, continuing on talking with you about the passages which follow, because they explain the parable of today's, or at least they explain your message in the parable of today's Mass. You encourage the people listening to you as you tell the parable. To not be anxious. You tell them not to be anxious about their lives, what they will eat, that they should not be anxious about their body, what they will wear. And then you propose 
two analogies to them. You say, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And then changing metaphor, you say, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O men of little faith? You continue, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And then, almost making direct reference to the parable, to the man who amassed his own wealth to take care of himself, you say this, Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves with treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus, we want our heart to be set in heaven. We don't want to be stuck on taking care of ourselves in this life, though we know that is an important, an important part of our lives, and you want us to take care of ourselves and to take care of the people around us. You don't want us to be irresponsible or to live off of other people's work. But even so, the question is whether we are excessively anxious about what we, we will eat, about what we will wear. Maybe this is a good time for each of us praying right now to ask ourselves to examine our consciences. Am I excessively concerned about my savings, about promotions at work, about my CV, about my clothes, about my vacations, about my personal plans? And how can each of us rest more? in God's fatherly providence? How can we place our treasure in heaven? For where our treasure is, there our heart will also be. How can we place our treasure, our trust, in God our Father? We ask Mary, the daughter of God, who trusted the Lord and told him, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. We ask her to teach us to place our trust and our treasure in heaven, and that way to place our hearts there together with God our Father and with our Savior Jesus Christ, her Son. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find plenty more 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
It's the optional memorial of St. John of Capistrano. Today is Monday, October 23, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day as we join the whole church in prayer, led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will, will proclaim your praise. Your praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord. And keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. 
Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your your mercy, mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities, their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples. For the avenger of blood has remembered them. 
has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings. You who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Give me insight, Lord, to know your will. Then I will cherish it with all my heart. A reading from the book of Esther. King Ahasuerus raised Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, to high rank, seating him above all his fellow officials. All the king's servants who were at the royal gate would kneel and bow down to Haman, for that is what the king had ordered in his regard. Mordecai, however, would not kneel down and bow down. The king's servants who were at the royal gate said to Mordecai, Why do you disobey the king's order? When they had reminded him day after day, and he would not listen to him, they informed Haman to see whether Mordecai's explanation was acceptable since he had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman observed that Mordecai would not kneel and bow down to him, he was filled with anger. Moreover, he thought it was not enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Since they had told Haman of Mordecai's nationality, he sought to destroy all the Jews, Mordecai's people, throughout the realm of King Ahasuerus. In the first month, Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, the poor, or lot, was cast in Haman's presence to determine the day and the month for the destruction of Mordecai's people on a single day. And the lot fell on the thirteenth day, of the twelfth month, Adar. 
Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, Dispersed among the nations throughout the provinces of your kingdom, there is a certain people living apart, with laws differing from those of every other people. They do not obey the laws of the king, and so it is not proper for the king to tolerate them. If it please the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them, and I will deliver to the procurators ten thousand silver talents for deposit in the royal treasury. The king took the signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. The silver you may keep, the king said to Haman, but as for this people, do with them whatever you please. So the royal scribes were summoned, and on the thirteenth day of the first month, they wrote, at the dictation of Haman, an order to the royal satraps, the governors of every province, and the officials of every people, to each province in its own script, and to each people in its own language. It was written in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed with the royal signet ring. Letters were sent by couriers to all the royal provinces that all the Jews, young and old, including women and children, should be killed, destroyed, wiped out in one day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, Adar, and that their goods should be seized as spoil. A copy of the decree to be promulgated as law in every province was published to all the peoples that they might be prepared for that day. The couriers set out in haste at the king's command, and meanwhile the decree was promulgated in the stronghold of Susa, the king and Haman sat down to feast, but the city of Susa was thrown into confusion. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. O Lord, ruler of all creation, the whole universe is subject to your authority, and no one can oppose your will. Free us for the sake of your love. Hear our prayer and turn our sadness into joy. Free us for the sake of your love. A reading from a letter to Proba by St. Augustine, Bishop. Let us always desire the happy life from the Lord God and always pray for it. But for this very reason, we turn our mind to the task of prayer at appointed hours since that desire grows lukewarm, so to speak, from our involvement in other concerns and occupations. We remind ourselves through the words of prayer to focus our attention on the object of our desire. Otherwise, the desire that began to grow lukewarm may grow chill altogether, 
and may be totally extinguished unless it is repeatedly stirred into flame. Therefore, when the Apostle says, Let your petitions become known to God, this should not be taken in the sense that they are in fact becoming known to God, who certainly knew them even before they were made, but that they are becoming known to us before God through submission, and not before men through boasting. Since this is the case, it is not wrong or useless to pray even for a long time when there is the opportunity. I mean when it does not keep us from performing the other good and necessary actions we are obliged to do. But even in these actions, as I have said, we must always pray with that desire. To pray for a longer time is not the same as to pray with multiplying words, as some people suppose. Lengthy talk is one thing. A prayerful disposition which lasts a long time is another. For it is even written in reference to the Lord himself— that he spent the night in prayer, and that he prayed at great length. Was he not giving us an example by this? In time, he prays when it is appropriate, and in eternity he hears our prayers with the Father. The monks in Egypt are said to offer frequent prayers, but these are very short and hurled like swift javelins. Otherwise, their watchful attention, a very necessary quality for anyone at prayer, could be dulled and could disappear through protracted delays. They also clearly demonstrate through this practice that a person must not quickly divert such attention if it lasts, just as one must not allow it to be blunted if it cannot last. Excessive talking should be kept out of prayer, but that does not mean that one should not spend much time in prayer so long as a fervent attitude continues to accompany his prayer. To talk at length in prayer is to perform a necessary action with an excess of words. To spend much time in prayer is to knock with a persistent and holy fervor at the door of the one whom we beseech. This task is generally accomplished more through sighs than words, more through weeping than speech. He places our tears in his sight, and our sighs are not hidden from him. For he has established all things through his word— and does not seek human words. O Lord, God of my salvation, all day I call to you for help. I cry out to you all night. Let, Let my prayer, prayer come before, before you. Your name and your memory are my heart's desire. Let, Let my, my prayer, prayer come before you. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Eat, drink, and be merry. It's another one of those common phrases that comes straight out of Scripture. It's coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. When the swallows come back to Capistrano. On the optional memorial of St. John of Capistrano, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord teaches us that eat, drink, and be merry is not a good philosophy to follow. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. 
One of the multitudes said to him, Teacher, bid my brother divide the inheritance with me. Man, who made me a judge or divider over you? Take heed and beware of all covetousness, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. The land of a rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. The Lord teaches many times that there's nothing really wrong with having things as long as they are a means for us to come to the kingdom of heaven. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. A priest friend tells the following story. Many years ago, I was doing my term of military service in the region of Navarre in Spain. We would do military service during our vacations from the university. I was stationed at a little town called Abarea. I well remember the day when a brand new second lieutenant showed up at the post to receive his orders. The commander told him to report to the town Ajorieta, and almost as an afterthought told him to make his way there on horseback. The new subaltern was in a dither about the prospect since he had never ridden a horse before. All during dinner he was asking about horses and looking for suggestions. Finally someone said to him, Listen, all you have to do is mount the horse with confidence. Don't let your mount suspect that this is your first time that you have never ridden before. This is absolutely critical. Early the next morning a soldier brought a horse for the new officer along with another mount for his gear. The officer climbed onto his horse, but in such a way that the animal knew immediately who was in charge. It took off at a trot, and the second lieutenant was clearly alarmed. The horse eventually stopped when it felt like it. It began to graze, paying no attention to the officer pulling on its reins. Then again, when the horse felt like it, it would break into a trot along the highway. Every once in a while, it would begin to canter. The sorry officer was totally distraught. Then he came up with a team of army engineers laying some electrical cables. One of the engineers called out, Hey you, where are you heading for? And the young officer replied with an air of resignation, Who, me? I'm going to Jorietta, but what I don't know is where my horse is going. Perhaps we have been also asked the question, Hey you, where are you going? We may have had occasion to answer, Who, me? I'm headed for love, I'm headed for truth, I'm headed for joy, 
What I don't know is where life is taking me. How marvelous it would be if we could answer to this question, I am going to God through my work, via my difficulties, perhaps by way of my ill health. This is where the goods of the earth should be leading us. What a shame if we have converted something that is only a means as an absolute end. Let us consider in our prayer today whether our profession is a means to finding God of arriving at our desired destination. Does the possession of material goods serve to make us better souls? Jesus Christ teaches us over and over again that the Christian's hope does not lie in treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. Christ offers an incorruptible inheritance. Christ himself is our hope. Nothing else can fill our heart. In Christ we will find the everlasting goods of the Spirit. Material things can be a means to the achievement of our human and supernatural end, but they are just that, means. We must not convert them into ends. Holy Mary, our hope, will help us to put our hearts in the right place, which is in her Son. We go to her with confidence. Sancta Maria, Space Nostra, Ora Pro Nobis. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer once again as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them. In you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We, we praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. We, we praise, praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his, his holy court. court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. 
Give the Lord the glory of His name. Adore the Lord in His holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from the second letter to the Thessalonians. Anyone who would not work should not eat. We hear that some of you are unruly, not keeping busy but acting like busybodies. We enjoin all such and we urge them strongly in the Lord Jesus Christ to earn the food they eat by working quietly. You must never grow weary of doing what is right, brothers. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. We esteem Christ above all men, for he was filled with grace and the Holy Spirit. In faith, let us implore him. Give us your spirit, Lord. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Grant us a peaceful day. When evening comes, we will praise you with joy and purity of heart. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Let your splendor rest upon us today. Direct the work of our hands. Give us your Spirit, Lord. May your face shine upon us and keep us in peace. May your strong arm protect us. Give us your Spirit, Lord. Look kindly on all who put their trust in our prayers. Fill them with every bodily and spiritual grace. Give us your Spirit, Lord. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, may everything we do Begin with your inspiration and continue with your saving help. Let our work always find its origin in you, and through you reach completion. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. As I said earlier, it's Monday, your chance to start again. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.